Hey y'all, welcome back to the Pretty and Prosperous Podcast. And today we are in for a fabulous treat because we have the beautiful, the talented Miss Rose Strickland. <laughs> How are you? I am fabulous. How are you, love? I am doing well. I am doing well. I've seen brighter days, brighter days, but hey, baby, I'm living, I'm kicking, I'm breathing, I'm screaming, all of that. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you here, Ro. And thank you so much for taking out the time to come to our podcast and just, you know, be able to pour into our audience. So I do want you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the audience who you are, who you is, girl, who are you? (laughs) Hey guys, my name is Rose Strickland. I am the founder of the Business Lounge in Dallas. Um, I have been a full-time entrepreneur for 10 years and um, I just recently uh, went through a separation and a divorce from a 19 year marriage. So um, I kind of wanted to touch on that today and kind of give you guys some insight on my journey and how it's going. Yes, yes. And I, I know you shared that with me. So, but before we kind of touch into that topic, you said 10 years of entrepreneurship, girl, I know that ain't easy. <laughs> and okay I just looked up and it's been 10 years girl right so tell us a little bit how you became an entrepreneur like did you like fall into it were you in corporate like give us the behind the scenes of like what made you become a full-time entrepreneur and why you you chose that path well the first initial thing was I got into network marketing and um I was with the it was like a diet pills type company like you know body wraps and stuff like that and at the same time I was trying to lose weight and things um after having kids Mm. and so um I started incorporating fitness into that and so well um I ended up doing a free boot camp class not even realizing that I was doing it (laughs) I was just trying to get some women together to work out with me Right. And then they were like, well, you need to, um, you need to get certified to do this because you're very good. And I'm like, I'm just very structured. That's all. Okay. Right. And so, uh, even when I'm not trying to be a leader and things, I end up being a leader. Mm-hmm. And so they was like, you need to get, um, certified. So I was like, well, hmm. I said, well, I have to reach my goal weight. If I can reach my goal weight, then I'll go get certified to be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 2011, I had reached my goal weight of 150 pounds. And so I went and got my certification. And immediately after I got my certification, I launched my first business. My first business was a fitness business. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of paired that with the network marketing company so that I offered my own supplement line and things like right. that to my clients. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I had got into entrepreneurship. I love that. I love that. I love that. I loved how it started with one thing. You weren't even thinking about it. It always starts like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't even be thinking about it and it just transitions to something else. Okay. So you started your fitness um, training and then you also have these products that you're selling. So at what point did Business Lounge Dallas become birth? Like what what point did did it become that? So I had the fitness business with two locations. I had a Pl- I had a Plano location, so that's where I live. And then I had a North Dallas location, that's where I had my studio. Mm-hmm. And so what I had did with the studio was I made it pretty much kind of a fitness incubator. 
Mm-hmm. So I had other fitness professionals coming in, teaching their classes, training their um, clients. And then I had people coming in, teaching us on branding, marketing, things of that nature to run our mm-hmm. businesses. And so about, that was, yeah, about 2018, because that's when I launched the Business Lounge. Mm-hmm. So um, in the fitness industry, um, the one thing about fitness trainers is that the the drive and the hunger will fade. I put it like that. If um if you're not actively out there getting your clients and things like that, it's easier to go work for a gym. Right. And so that's what a lot of them kept doing. Like they'll start off, you know, trying to build their fitness business and then they'll fall off and stuff, and right. stuff like that. So I was like, hmm. I was like, okay. So I love what I do, but I'm like. I need to, I need to pivot. I need to do something different. And so at that time I had a business coach and I had a business mentor with score. And that's when like co-working spaces and uh, virtual offices were like becoming well-known. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, why don't you turn the space into a, cause at first I was going to give up the space and just mm-hmm. train, train my clients in Plano. Right. And um, there was like, well, why don't you pivot the space into a space where people can do virtual officing, co-working, things like that. But at the time, the lounge was, or the studio was 900 square feet. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, I didn't know anything about what they were talking about. <laughs> so I was like, well, how about I take, I incorporate what I did with the fitness, incorporate that just with all businesses. Right. And so that's how I got, I went into prayer and God told me, don't complicate the name you know <laughs> don't complicate it make it it's a small space you want to give it that intimate it's that intimate atmosphere so that's where the lounge piece came from and then we wanted to discuss business and how people coming in teaching us on business and then we're in Dallas and so that's where the name business lounge Dallas came from period simple to the point <laughs> and so I started like marketing the space on um on Instagram Mm-hmm. and it started taking off for events and I never even thought about that because I was like the space was so small to me right. anyway I thought it was small so I wasn't thinking that people would be booking it for mm-hmm. events and stuff so that's where it took off at with joining events and then I started creating programs and things like that from what I was seeing so we create the workshop instructor program where we had workshop instructors that uses us as their home Mm-hmm. And so they would come in monthly and teach workshops, you know, uh, either if they're business related or we would have designated instructors that taught certain topics right. every month at the lounge. Mm-hmm. And so the first nine months, we had 895 people that walked through the lounge, 900 square feet. And I was like, Whoa. wow. <laughs> Girl, what? Was I was not expecting that, though. So. God is good, but God is good. Wow. That is impressive. Wow. Okay. And then it's just grown since, since then it's completely grown. Yeah. 2022, March of 2022 expanded from 900 square feet to 2,300 square feet. Mm -hmm. So now we have two lounge areas. We have three private offices, a podcast room, and we have a dedicated mail room for our virtual mailbox clients. Yes. Look at God. So it started with a little inkling of an idea. (laughs) 
with you selling yeah. products and then doing fitness. And then from fitness, it grew to business. And from business, it's business and events and then podcasts and offices and virtual, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, girl, if, what, if anyone is busy, this chick is busy. She's busy. She busier than me. So I want to touch a little bit on um the divorce. Now I know you mentioned that you you recently got divorced, and that's that's something that I pray I never have to experience again. I've been divorced too, girl, but that that one don't count. (laughs) (laughs) It don't count. I got my real husband now. Come on. I I never want to experience that again so if you don't mind just you know sharing with us that experience and and just you know whatever you feel comfortable with sharing um, well yeah um well I met my ex-husband when I was 18 years old so so you was a young hot thing girl <laughs> I was super young by the time he got I was fresh me then girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah by the time I was 21, I was pregnant. I was somebody's wife and I had purchased a house by the time I was 21. Ooh. Yeah. So I moved pretty fast. <laughs> Girl, you, was, you said you was pregnant, a wife, and what? Purchased a home by the time I was 21. Girl, wow. Okay. You was on yeah. it. Okay. So, I mean, I had my goals of what I wanted in life and everything, but um. I still didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. So before I even knew my own identity, I was somebody else's wife. Right. I was somebody else's mom. Right. So my life was not mine. <laughs> right. It was, you know? Right, right. And so um, I ended up um, four years later having another child. So I had two boys. Um, then I got my tubes tied and um, raised my boys. And I started to personally develop myself and growing more into a woman and realizing, you know, what I had did, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, I can say this, I know for a fact that that man loved me. I do. Mm-hmm. I know that he loves me, but he did not know how to love me. Mm-hmm. And he also did not know we weren't compatible on so many levels. And the more I grew, Hey, kitty. <laughs> Boots is always the girl. He trying to get the tea. He's trying to see what's going on. <laughs> the more I real. grew, the more it was clear and evident that, you know, we were not compatible and I was unhappy. Mm. So my main goal became, you know, get my boys raised, get them off. You know, I originally was going to wait until my youngest son graduated high school, mm-hmm. but that kind of, um, I was approaching 40 and I was like, well, I'm not going into my forties with unhappy. Okay. So, so I ended up, we pause right there. What made you want to stop and like kind of wait for him to graduate in the first place? Because I didn't know how they were going to take it. You know, I mean, right. my oldest son, my oldest son is 21. So he had already graduated and everything. And so I really didn't know how things were going to go, you know, with the separation and the divorce. I didn't know how it was going to go. I really didn't. I was just like, we're going to have to figure it out, you know, along the way. Because being a full-time entrepreneur and then I was married, like, it's not, okay. It's like having a a two-person household is one thing, you know? And then when you pull that other out, then you're kind of 
I'm standing on my own now, you know? Right. right. And so trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. It was like, I really didn't have that plan in place. I just knew I was going to figure it out. And that's pretty much how I've ran my whole life, child. <laughs> because I am a risk taker, okay? If you take anything from me, oh, you just go with the wind, girl. I feel you. I'm, I'm I like, do. Now figure it out along the way, okay? Because I keep my faith level on high. Yes. But um, I wasn't sure how I was going to go. So it turned out like my youngest son, um, in which I was okay with, he ended up, he left, he moved, well, he moved with his father. So he lives with him. And so, which worked out because too, like my, my ex, he, um, he's not, he's not nowhere like me. Like I'm a social butterfly. Like I am very outgoing and all that good stuff. And he's like completely the total opposite of everything that I am. <laughs> so he really, he didn't, he did not want the divorce either. So he really, he really needed, um, needed my son. And so, you know, it's kind of like they've kind of become best friends now you know so it's kind of you know a, a upside to it and everything and I'm an empty nester and so <laughs> <laughs> that was weird for me but um yeah that transition from having that two that two person household income right. to one was you know that was tough trying to figure that out but then I figured it out right. so wow and so how old are your babies? They're not babies anymore, but how old are they? 17 and 21. Oh, so yeah, you got some big kids. You got some yeah. Kids. Yeah, that's why you empty nester. I'm like, hold on, how you empty nester? But that's, <laughs> that's how. <laughs> like I started early. So yeah, and then I, I got my tubes tied right after my second son. Wow. And so can we touch back on that if you don't mind? It was that a decision that y'all collectively made together to get it tied so young, or is that something that you just felt like you had to do because you didn't want no more kids? Well, it actually happened because I got I would get really sick when I get pregnant, mm. so I would get this uh, pregnancy disease called preeclampsia. Oh, yeah, mm. and so I wasn't able to carry both neither one of them full term. So, and I had to go on maternity leave super early in order for me to carry my second son as long as I could. Right. And so it was something my doctor was like, you know what? She's like, you make pretty babies, but <laughs> she said, it's right. not healthy. Right, she, right. She said, it's not healthy for you to have um, any more kids. And um, the thing about me, is like, girl, I love babies. I love me some mm -hmm. babies, girl. So if it would have left up to me, I probably would have had a whole lot more. <laughs> but yes, it worked out and I had those two. And um, that's how, that's why my tubes got tied because of getting sick a lot when I got pregnant. Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry about that. And so uh, back to the topic of your husband, well, your your ex-husband, was he an entrepreneur like you as well, or was he more like in the corporate scene? No, he was a straight up nine to fiver. So he um, he didn't um, tap into the entrepreneur world that much. And so mm -hmm. that was another thing that was kind of an issue. Like mm -hmm. I understood his role, you know what I mean? Right. I'm, you know, everybody's not an entrepreneur. Right. Everybody can't be an entrepreneur, you know? Right. You know, I was okay with that. But to the fact it's like, okay, I need you to understand though, because you work a certain number of hours a day. 
Mm -hmm. I pretty much work 24 hours a day. <laughs> it don't ever stop. It don't, and then you, your brain don't turn off because you're thinking about what you got to do for your business. Like it, you never stop as an entrepreneur ever. Yeah. Right. So especially, you know, with growing the lounge and stuff, like I would be up here just working and working and not even realizing what time it is, you know, right. you know, like, when you coming home, <laughs> you right. know? So it was just like a lot of different things that, okay. I was like, oh shoot, you know, um, there was a lot of insecurities and stuff there that he had as well. Mm. And so it just made it too much of more of a burden than it was a blessing. And then too, like, I'm one of those people, I'll set amazing high goals for mm. myself and my business. And I don't know how I'm going to get there. I just know I'm going to get there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but he, he, does, he didn't have that faith level. So... Mm -hmm. I couldn't really share my goals and stuff with him Without because drag. Yeah. Mm. Right. Right. And I, I don't need that type of energy. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, if I can't share that with my spouse, like right. what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was just a lot of different things that just was not working out that I was like, you know what? It's just time to draw that line. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing, it was just a lot of, you know, not being equally yoked. Yeah. And so you guys are people of faith, correct? Y'all are both of faith. And so what were there any discussions prior to y'all? I know y'all got married young, but were there any discussions of faith and being equally yoked uh, prior to y'all getting married? And like, you know, um because yeah. if, you know. if it was, we wouldn't have gotten married, really. Because he was 15 years older than me. So oh, that puts a whole entire dynamic on it, girl. Okay, so you like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, doing that when you're young, it's, yeah. it's too much space for growth, right? Yeah. Because when I met him, he was 34. Mm -hmm. So he had already, he was like in his prime of things. You know what I'm saying? And this right. is the thing about people that you have to understand, right? You have to accept people for who they are, not right. for who you want them to be. Right. right and so make them to be yes that part and so with me I was still developing I wasn't even a woman yet yeah <laughs> I was still developing you know right and so as I developed and I became stronger in who I was and what I wanted out of my life and out of my marriage he wasn't it mm -hmm. and I have very, a lot of conversations with him we try counseling all those different things and it just wasn't in him, you know? Right. And that's where, you know, it goes back to, to how people were raised or childhood, things of that nature. A lot of stuff that people, some people don't deal with that they think that they can just float through life and not deal with it. Right. But you have to deal with those things if you want to build a strong relationship with someone, right? right. Definitely. Because once those kids are gone <laughs> and it's just you two, Right. Y'all gotta look at each other every day. Yeah. You gotta love each other, okay? And so COVID, too, COVID showed a lot of things with both of us being at the house, you mm -hmm. know, during COVID. Mm -hmm. Like it'll show you a lot of your strongness and your strong points and your weak points. Right. You know, being with somebody and you're like, hmm. Really look at stuff. And so right. I'm like, I I could not be with him for the rest of my life. I couldn't do it. Got you. So let me ask you this. I know he wasn't ambitious on the entrepreneur side, but was he ambitious in his corporate roles that he had with like his nine to five job or was he just not ambitious at all? 
he was not ambitious at all. He is a he was a content person. So if things was going good, that's he's where he good. stayed. He said he didn't want to ever elevate from there. No, and that was another one of our problems. <laughs> and I I know I'm a I am a overachiever. It don't matter what I'm doing. I could be cleaning bathrooms. I'm gonna be fine doing it and I'm gonna try to see what's the next level I can get up to. Okay. Right. Like that's just how I'm I'm cut out. He's not right. cut out. He's just very content. And I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm not ashamed of it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. I proposed to him. He didn't propose to me. And oh, so wow. that was another mistake that I did in our relationship because I ended up, because I I led with that, I ended up leading the relationship. Mm. Yeah. And so not even understanding what I was doing at that age, you know, as I got older, because I'm just like, what, where is the, the leading in this, you know, right. and I started it off the wrong way. Right. Oh. And so throughout the relationship, was it always you leading in everything? Uh, was it leading in finances, leading in ambition, you know, the household roles? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That and makes... it's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That makes a lot of difference. Um, yeah. Because it's once you um kind of lose respect for someone, mm, yeah. it's hard to get it. It's hard for them to get it back, you know? Right. And I had lost that role of where I trusted him to do it or, you know, I didn't respect him in that aspect anymore. And so all it did was just get even worse and worse, the older, the older I got and stuff like that. And it it, it triggers, it trickles down to everything. Like your love, the, the love languages, the love, the love relationship part of it, like, or Every everything that had to do with the different dynamics, you could see like where you know I was a leader where it shouldn't have been. It was mm-hmm. to the point to like where we would go places. You know, normally they say the man's name first. They would say my name first. It's like that's how people knew. People knew me more than they knew him. Even on his with his family, it was crazy. But yeah, it was a whole thing, and I was just like, no, that's not what I wanted, and that's not how. Excuse me. That's not how I was raised either. And so I was used to a, a man-man because that's how my dad was. That's how my uncles and cousins were. That's what I was raised around. And right. so me being young and naive, when I You're stepped out- make him that. I, th- I thought every man was like that. I thought yeah. that was a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so our whole marriage was like a whole lot of stuff because he was just like, I'm not your dad. You can't keep, because I would, I would compare him to my dad a lot because I was like right. you know what are you doing you don't you don't secure the house you don't do this you don't do that you know it was just different things that I was expecting him to do that I thought he knew to do but he didn't wow and so yeah oh I got so many questions hold on <laughs> <laughs> so and I, I'm going to touch on this other topic a little bit later but how was he raised was he raised in a two-parent household or how was he raised was there any male role figures in his life so while he lived with his mom up until he became too much for her to handle Mm. and then he lived with his dad and his dad taught him basically how to be a gangster how to sell drugs Mm -hmm. stuff of that nature he didn't teach him how to be a husband how to be a man in the house because his dad wasn't that right you know they, they grew up in a whole different, you know, city and, and state and stuff. They were in Oakland, California, you know, 
So it was a whole different dynamic. And it just wasn't, it wasn't in him. And in order for it to be in him, that means he would have had to do some counseling for himself, some therapy for himself to understand some of the things that he went through. And then he would have to personally develop himself mm-hmm. into becoming that kind of man. And those right. were not on his list to do. He didn't want to do that. Yeah. He, his thing was, I am the way I am. Right. Okay. Then be who you are. And, and be content with that. And I left. <laughs> Whoa, girl. And I, I was like relating to you in so many aspects, not my husband, but like my kid's father. That's yeah. a podcast, but <laughs> whoa. And so with him wanting to be that he is and he is who he is, was there any type of victim mentality with that? Did you ever get that kind of perspective from him? Like, oh, well, it's me or the world's against me. And, and, and that would keep him content where he is. That used to irritate my soul. <sighs> he would always play the victim, mm. always play the victim. And I'm like, oh, wow. I I felt like a man more than I thought that he was. Girl, I was going to say like, <laughs> you're wearing the pants of the house, boo. And, and you know, mm-hmm. in this current time, I'm hearing so many more Black women who are saying that too, that it's almost scary. Um, dang, I don't know. I lost my earring. Hold on, girl. um it's almost scary because it's like who's raising these men raised and I'm hearing more and more women saying that they are literally wearing the pants in the relationship they are literally like the men in the relationship they're they're, they are the breadwinner they are the overachiever they're the one that's pouring in then they still got to take care of the kids and the household and do everything else that they have to, to manage and how was your stress level just dealing with all this um, in that role. like Okay, so one thing about me is that I'm not a very stressful person. I really don't let things stress me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, very positive. I, I always look forward to the future. That's one thing about me. I'm a right. planner and I'm always looking at, okay, what can I do? What moves I'm gonna make? So mm-hmm. I made the decision like years ago that I was going to be, you know, going through a divorce with him. Um, I just didn't know. Well, like I said, my original plan was to wait until the boys were gone. Right. But I, I I did it earlier than that. But I knew, I knew a while ago that, you know, I was going to have to let that go. So right. it was a whole lot. And I know you said you stayed uh, for a little little bit before you made the decision that this ain't going to work, but was there, during that point of you staying during that time that you honestly should have left a lot sooner, was there any frustrations that you were dealing with that you were like, I just, I need this in right now? And what really brought you to that decision? Like, what was the deal breaker? Like, I can't take it anymore that made you cut the cord with everything? Oh, uh, Okay. It was quite a few things. Um, let's see. I mean, okay, so one of my things I would get so frustrated about was the whole the contentment part, right? So um, he would try something, like he, he will start on trying to learn something new. And then as soon as it got difficult, then he stopped. He'll mm-hmm. give up. 
And he'd be like, well, you got to do this. You got to do that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going to always be changing. Like you're always going to have to learn something new. Like it doesn't, it doesn't stop just because you, you passed level one. Okay. Now you got to pass level two. Right. Then you got to pass level three. Like it, it keeps going as long as you're living. It keeps going. You At know? this point, did it feel like he was another son? Like you were raising him to like give him those like, you know what I mean? Like morals and like push. It wasn't. I know we want to like push our men to be our best and like, you know, be there to support them. But like the girl, what you telling me, it sound like you was the mama and you younger than him. <laughs> girl, I kept saying you are older than me. How do you not get this stuff? But it didn't, the age doesn't matter if a person don't know or they don't develop. Yeah. Like if you don't go, you have to invest in yourself. Right. I can't do it for you. Right. And so like we would do this cycle. Uh, it kept on happening over and over again. I would say something, then he would try, he would try for a few days or a, a week or two. Then he goes back to normal. Yep. Well, back to his comfort zone. So that's the cycle that kept happening throughout the marriage over and over and over. So I was like, okay, I see, like, nothing's going to be different. There's wow. not, there's not going to be any change, you know, he's just going to continue to, to start something, give up. And he's a, he was a procrastinator too. That irritated my soul. It was just like things that he needed to get taken care of that he wouldn't take care of. Like he will keep putting it off. Oh, I'll take care of it this time. I'll take care of that time. And I'm like, okay. You know, and you would think too, like, but all of the things that I was accomplishing, like in business and in my personal life, that that would match your energy. Yeah. Like that will motivate him to be like, oh, okay, right. she's doing it. Like, Let I'm me doing step it up. Yeah. Wow. And no, what it did was he started to coast. He was coasting and he started like pretty much enjoying the fruits of my labor <laughs> mm, and got real comfortable yeah mm. i used to irritate wow. my soul so i was like okay okay i see you so yeah so at any point did he ever really and was there any investment in you not even monetary uh monetary i can't even say the word monetarily there we go <laughs> <laughs> investing you but not just that but like you know in any type of way spiritually anything to like develop you because all I'm hearing is you've tried your best to develop him and at some point you can bring a horse to water but you can't make that thing drink so no only thing I would say he whatever I wanted to do like he would back me you know what I'm saying right. like it wasn't like he would try to step in and say no I don't want you to do this or you can't do this or things like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. He will always back me on whatever, you know, decision for the most part that I was making. Mm -hmm. So that was cool to have that support. And it was like, when I'm up here, you know, working or whatever, he would cook, you know what I'm saying? He would cook mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, clean and stuff like that. So it wasn't like he didn't help with taking care of the household, stuff like that. He still did right. those types of things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And just entrepreneurship was just not his role. No. And he didn't even have to just be an entrepreneur, but just being ambitious was just not his, it was not his, his cup of tea. Okay. No. Whoa. Okay. So let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into this age gap because me and my husband, we have an age gap too. 
I'm 29. My husband's 47. So we got a big gap too. So how was that in y'all's relationship? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, uh, but I want to dive a little bit deeper. Um, what, what was his age ever anything that played a factor to where you were like, oh, he just old and stuck in his ways or did that ever become an issue or he would like, you know, make you feel like, oh, you're young and you don't know anything. Did that ever become an issue with you guys? He no, he didn't make me feel like I didn't know anything. It was just the fact that I was always growing and he wasn't because mm-hmm. again, he was stuck in his ways. Right. He was at an age where that's like, <laughs> it's hard to break. Yeah. Right. That's his yeah. thought pattern and period. And if right. you're not seeking outside counsel, you mm-hmm. only know what you know. And right. that was my problem with him. Right. I'm like, we had we had a great apostle at church mm-hmm. that he did not want to counsel with. You mm-hmm. know, we had my my youngest son went to therapy sessions. He could have went to therapy sessions too. Right. He didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? It was just things he went and personally developed. And it was like, okay, like be around other married men so right. that you can talk to them just learn different things right. you know? and have that community yeah yeah he, he wouldn't he didn't like to do that so it was just like you don't do things that can help you grow so you're not going to so you're going to always be in that mindset and that mind frame that you're in so that's yeah. how it was you know I'm constantly growing and evolving and he's like well you keep changing I'm like I'm supposed to change I'm growing right. <laughs> I'm going to see things differently. I'm going to see things better and bigger. I need you to follow suit. Right, right, right. Step your cookies up. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't. He was just like, no, like, wow. he, he didn't want to be stretched. That's what it was. He didn't mm. want to be stretched. So. Wow. And so did, did do you know if you ever experienced or if he's ever open to you about having any type of childhood trauma that has stopped him from wanting to want better for himself uh I mean I know a lot of stuff that happened to him you know when he was little when he was a teenager and stuff like that I know a lot of stuff that happened um and what I saw as the years went on was things would happen and he wouldn't deal with them Mm -hmm. he would just um keep going you know what I'm saying and not dealing with stuff doesn't make it not happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. It still happened. It happened. So you need to deal with it. You need to feel those emotions, cry, fuss, cuss, whatever. Mm-hmm. Deal, deal with it and be like, okay, this did happen to me. This is how it made me feel. Right. Okay. How do I, you know, heal from this or how do I grow from this versus right. I'm not going to address it. It didn't happen. Right. <laughs> You're going to go on. So now you're carrying this thing and you're snapping on people, not knowing why you snapping on people. Right. Because you got a lot of stuff that you ain't dealt with that you got to deal with. So that's where a lot of the insecurities and stuff come from, because you're not developing who you are, who you need to be. You're not developing and growing. You're staying right there because you don't want to deal with things. And then therefore you see somebody else, they're growing, they're changing, they're getting better and better. So what do you do? Right. You start to shrink yourself even more because you're getting more insecure because you're like, oh, yeah, you're doing better than me. All right. They're, right. they're doing, you know, you're sitting here comparing yourself when you shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? I was about to ask, was there a comparison or anything like that? Competition between you two because you were excelling further than he was and he was being content. There was. Yeah. 
it was like I was going way up here. He was going just, mm. you know, that's literally how it felt and how it looked. Wow. Ooh, so if I you had conversations or <laughs> if you had a saw us <laughs> out together, you'd be like, that's her husband. I'm like, that's how imbalanced it had become. Mm. So wow. Girl, you said a mouthful. Hold on. <laughs> Because <laughs> you said is that her husband wow yeah i used to get that a lot so wow wow and it was wow. to the point where people would say it in front of him and i'm just like me and that's just the way that i am you know what i'm saying if i had a experience something like that i would be like okay what do i need to do you know what i'm saying what do i need to do to better me you know Right. But and I know you, um you mentioned a little bit about uh him wanting he didn't want the divorce and things like that. So during that period of you you going through with the divorce and him not wanting a divorce, was he doing the little things to kind of step his cookies up right then to try to keep you, or was it just like he was doing it for a little bit, then he fell off again or anything like that? So that was when it was the most stressful is when I had expressed that I wanted to go ahead and go through with the divorce and he did not. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just became more of him asking several, asking the same questions. What can I do? What did I do? You know, he just kept, you know, asking those questions. And though I would tell him, he still, he still wouldn't get it. He right. still didn't get it. So I was just like, there's no point in us just keep talking about it. We just need to go ahead and go our separate ways because I am not happy. Yeah. And he, like I said, he just didn't get it. Up until the day, like we was at the court (laughs) signing papers and finalizing everything. He's still, we outside of the courthouse. He's still asking, you know, where did I go wrong? This, that, and third. And I'm just like, see how the fact that you even have to still ask me that. Is is part of the problem. You're not listening. That means you're not listening and it's not sinking in anywhere. No, girl, see my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you all the way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So another question about him, I want to ask, how was his relationship with God? Because that also, if the relationship was set in stone with God, and he had a strong foundation in him, I feel like a lot of y'all problems would have never happened. So how was that relationship? Like, was it was it just a for show for the church? Or was it like, did he really have a deep relationship with God that you would know? No, he didn't. Um, so for him, it was like, he was too caught up in people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it was like, so he was like, how does somebody go to church, but then they they do this or they do that. I was like, nobody is perfect. That's why you go to church. It's like you go to church and you let out on the altar. You talk to God, you deal with those things when you go so that God can change you. You don't just go to church because you, you make a mistake. We're not perfect, (laughs) you know? And I was like, the thing is like, not one person in the Bible is perfect. Not one at all. God only used people who were willing. Right. He didn't ask him to be perfect. He said, be willing. And exactly. so the people that are willing to change and the people that are willing to gain new insight or gain, you know, new information, those are the people who can download and have a, a relationship with God. Right. His thing was, you have to be perfect already, or you have to already 
Oh, have everything together. And I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's not, that's not how it works. And he's like, how you go out here, you do this, and then you go to church. That's why <laughs> I'm going to church because I'm like, look, okay, God, I messed up. How do I fix this? You know what I'm saying? What do I do? Like, you know, I go, I what I say is I go to church to get my instructions for the week. Yeah. I go to church to get my my insight, to get clarity on what God, what I have had, my private conversations with God. I get more clarity, more insight. And then I also get community, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Especially for me, I'm a very people person anyway. But mm-hmm. I, I thrive well from being around people and learning things mm-hmm. versus he just like, he likes to shut down and just stay to himself. And so when he's going through, he does not talk to people, you know, again, like I said, he doesn't deal with it. And so his relationship with God was not, you know, right. was not the best. So. so he was going to church for the milk. He wasn't coming home to read the Bible, to get the meat. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. Okay. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and and if you're caught up on what the world's doing, then your eyes aren't focused on God, who is to who uh, who you really need to be focused on, because He's the only one who can perfect us. That so part. that that helps explain a lot. And so, with him not having a true relationship with God, he he could never lead you. Nope, ever not at all. Because he, he wasn't being led by God, so how could he? Um, so that's also probably why there was a lot of tension. Wow, oh girl, I feel like I'm I'm. Girl, <laughs> like what? <laughs> this is like I feel for you. I really, I really feel for you because I, I know exactly what you're saying, what you're going through. Because I've experienced this with my kid's father, and that's he is oh, yours. They <laughs> they were equally yoked, neck to neck. So, um, I definitely understand your frustrations, but um. With all of this, with you going through a divorce and you being an entrepreneur, how is this impacting the way that you're able to operate with your business? Because I know that had to have been stressful. Yeah. So it was very, very hard. And um, I think I'm like, I'm near the end of coming out of it, but my creative juices was not flowing at all. Like I'm a visionary, you know, and I'm, I had not been able to tap in, you know, because I'm sitting here being after being, being with somebody for so long and having people in the house and stuff like that, when all of that is gone, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, oh, well, wow. Like, and again, I am a social butterfly. So I'm used to having people in the house, you know what right, I'm saying? So right. when there's nobody, there's nobody in the house. Cause you know, one day you're going to be an empty nester, but right. like being, when it actually happens, you're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> being young, give me an empty nester. I'm just like, okay, this is weird. Right. And then I started thinking like, did I make the right decision? You know, I started thinking that. And then I was feeling bad for him. I was mm. feeling bad for him for a while. And I was just like, <sighs> maybe I didn't do this right. And, you know, it it was just a whole lot. It, it was, and the thing is, it's like people say heal. Mm-hmm. Yes, you you heal, but healing is not. It's an ongoing thing. Right. It, it's not. You're never just done. Right, healed. Mm-hmm. Right. What what happens is you go. You first off, like I said, you deal with it. Right. right. You understand what's happening. You cry. 
I've, I've stayed up plenty of nights crying and trying to understand. Um, I've talked to God, you know what I'm saying? I've dealt with myself and what I did wrong too in a relationship because I wasn't perfect at all. Right. Right. You know, so I dealt with, dealt with the things that I did wrong and I started noting and thinking, what do I want in a man? You know, mm-hmm. what, what kind of man do I want? And that's what I started, you know, professing to God and, and writing down was what kind of man do I want? And then I started asking God, okay, position me, put me into a place where I can be a benefit to him as well. I want to make sure that I'm the perfect wife for him because I want to get married again. I want, I want to get married to my person. I was he, he was not my person. Because mm-hmm. first of all, I need romance. I need romance. I need affection. I you need, need the charming, all of that, girl. Yes. And You're I not settling at all since this time. You better get them right this time. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't he was telling me what I was looking for it was a fairy tale. And I was like, how is it a fairy tale for someone just to show interest in you? That they are attracted to you, you know? Wow. Like, I think people, well, I know he got comfortable. He got really comfortable and thinking that I wasn't going to go nowhere. Mm. <laughs> and so Ooh, therefore, but boy, when you went, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like where the date nights at? You know what I'm saying? Where, where's the flowers? Like, where mm. is the affection, the attention? Where's the, yeah. you know? I was, I just, I was not happy. I was not getting those things. And so, um, you know, being, being separated was a period of time where I should have, I should have stayed by myself, but I ended up getting into another relationship, mm. like pretty much right after, which I'm glad I went through that though, too, because he showed me another kind of guy that's out there that I didn't know was out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was talking about him too. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you that's when, I, that's when I that's when I experienced my first narcissist. I was like, oh girl, oh yeah, you no. I know you ran good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't take 19 years to cut that one off. Okay. Okay. So when I experienced him, now that one was just like taking care of a whole kid, like for real. That mm-hmm. one was just like I was taking care of a grown man. Wow. And there was a lot of things that I overlooked thinking, and that's that's why I've learned now too. Do not, if you cannot take somebody for where they are right now, don't mess with them. Because there's no guarantee they're gonna change. There ain't no guarantee they're gonna they're gonna get that um that job increase. There ain't no guarantee that they're gonna elevate their business. None of that, none of that is guaranteed. When they show what they you bring, you what are. can they do now? Mm-hmm. what can what can they add to you right now and right. can you take them as they are right now and be okay with that for the rest of your life if nothing ever changed that's what I had to learn so and also like because that guy girl he came into my he came into my life like a Tasmanian devil <laughs> he Whoa. came in and you know he he worked his way in girl and um he loved bombed me so hard. Like mm. I, I felt like all the stuff that I wasn't getting, I felt like that's what I was getting. 
not well, understand. You know, they look for that. They pray on they that. Do. Like they, they look do, for that. They know that you're vulnerable. You just went through something. They are pray. That is a narcissist like playground. Sure. They love that. They feed on oh, yeah. that. He came in and he did exactly that. Wow. Yeah. And he, he was the first, well, because I really only had two, two major relationships, right. you know, in my lifetime. So he was the one that really stressed me out. Like mm -hmm. he had me gaining weight, getting sick and I don't get sick. Like mm. he really put me through some stuff. So I, yeah, I was so glad to be able to cut him off. <laughs> oh, I oh, Get him God. out of my life. So I'm glad I could, I did not have kids by him. Woo, yes. Amen to that, because baby, 18 years of that. Yeah, because once I let him go, guess where he went? He went back to his last baby mama. Mm, it took him with open arms. Oh, God rest her soul and God bless her because and I know she's dealing with a lot. I feel yeah. bad for her. Yeah. Wow. Girl. Okay. So a few more questions. I promise I ain't going to talk your ear off, girl. I promise. I promise. <laughs> but are your options now that you are a single woman and you thrive and you gorgeous? Fellas, she out here. Okay. <laughs> she on the prowl. But are okay. your options open far as race? Or are you just uh, sticking with just one particular race for a husband? Well, I am attracted to chocolate men. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I've been praying on that too. I'm like, okay, God, help me to, um, you know, be open to mm -hmm. people who are outside what I'm attracted to. Because I am attracted to a tall, dark and handsome chocolate man with a beard you know <laughs> and so you know God's been helping him helping me open up about that and when I say oh when I say he's helping me he's actively like I'm being introduced to other guys that are like outside of what I'm normally attracted mm -hmm. to and somewhere I said where do you come from I wouldn't even look <laughs> and I wasn't that was not my um I mean I wasn't looking for for white men or anything like that but he just he just came right on alone yeah I mean like the a couple guys like that I'm talking to right now like they they're not normal they're not normally what I would go for or be attracted right. to right. but they are like the sweetest like mm. they're the sweetest and they're kind affectionate you know, and I'm like, okay, God, which one is mine? Which which one? Which one do I need to? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but yeah. I know God is going to place the perfect one during his time and on his timeline, not ours. I know ours will be like, we want it right now. God, give it to me now. <laughs> but when the time is right, he will send you the right one. And it'll come when you're not even looking. That part looking or not even expecting because that's how I ran into my husband. I'm but, telling you, that's that's true because I was so focused on that because mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, I need my person. I need my person now. Right. I need a right, <laughs> so right, like, right. And, and when you're doing that, you're sending off those vibes to attract the wrong person. And that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. 
I know you know, if you hear the, all the dating stories, there's a lot of horror stories out here. Yeah. And I try, I've attracted a whole lot of mess I have. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm so, I'm better than this. What is going on? Right. And it's because of, I was letting off the wrong vibes and I was partly emotionally, emotionally unavailable. Right. So because of that, I was up here attracting more people who were emotionally mm -hmm. unavailable. They mm -hmm. couldn't give me what I needed because I couldn't get them what they needed. Right. right. So I started, I had to change what I was asking for. And I started right. changing. I, I asked God, like, okay, prepare me for who my person is. Right. Prepare me, let me focus on me and enjoying me, enjoying my solitude, enjoying my traveling I'm, I'm going around I'm hanging around with more family and friends and stuff like that mm -hmm. enjoying my family you know and so that means a lot to me and it's it's restoring a lot in me as well but it's it's showing me different different views of myself right. but also it's elevating me so that I can become more of who I need to be for when he does walk in my life right and so for other entrepreneurs who are like in this season that you have just recently went through of, you know, going through divorce, healing, trying to find a man, can't find a man, but I'm going to find a man, God, you're going to send me the right <laughs> one. What advice do you have for anyone who is in this season that, you know, they could be able to kind of heal and just, you know, not feel like they're alone in this process as an entrepreneur? Well, I would say for one, um, stay available for one, stay available where, you know, he's not going to break into your house to find you <laughs> go out there, network that way you're building your business mm -hmm. as well as you're able to meet new people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I had to do too, was not, I'm not looking for him. He needs to look, he's looking for me. Come on now. Yes. Amen. So Cause that was, that's where my first problem came in. It's supposed to, he finds the wife, not, you know, I'm out here. <laughs> let me, uh, I want that one. I want that one. Mm -mm. No. Cause I'm picking all the wrong stuff. Right. So, yeah. but, and then too, like, it's, it's really enjoying you, enjoying you and just getting back to where, you know, you're kind of, it's kind of kid, like you're able to do whatever you want to do now. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm right. single. I have nobody to tell me what I have to do, or I ain't going to say have to do, but I have nobody that I have to account to. Right. So I need to enjoy these times. And so right. that's what I'm doing. When I'm done at work, what do I want to go do? That's what I go do. Mm -hmm. Then I go home or whatever, you know, the case may be. So enjoying those times and just learning what I like about myself and what do I like doing so when I do find, or when my person does find me and they ask me, well, what do you like to do? Or, or, you know, I can share those things and I don't have to change who I am. They going to either <laughs> take it and say, you know what? I love to do those same, same things, or I'm interested in learning those things, you know, so that we can be compatible. Right. And equally yoked. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so girl, we get into the pretty talk segment of the podcast. So I'm going to ask you two questions that relates to being pretty and then also being prosperous. Okay. So first one is the pretty. 
So can you share any instances in your life where you've made a pretty big impact on others? And you may even want to talk about this with the relationship as well. And how did these experiences shape your journey? Um, I would say with networking. So when I network, I network strategically mm-hmm. and I'm big on relationships. So mm-hmm. I build relationships with people. And over the years, a lot of the people who are in my life have been in my life for years because of the relationship that has been built. Right. And they have impacted my life as well as I've been able to impact theirs in some type of form of support, whether personal or business-wise. Because mm. we have that relationship where we, you know, we know each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. Networking is so important. You know, I love the network girls. I'll be out here in these streets. Okay. <laughs> yes. All the time. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the prosperous. So in what areas can um, our listeners uh, prosper and grow both uh, professionally and then also personally by connecting with you? So I do what's called vision execution sessions. Mm -hmm. I'm able to help people with executing their visions so that they can reach that next level. So those are one of the things that I help with people or helping people to prosper in their businesses and personal lives. Because the first thing that we talk about is personal development and how do you see you? Okay. Right. Right. So we start dealing with those things and then we go, go into the brand and, and things like that. That's one way. And then another way is that I do actively have networking events as well. Um, And the next one that I have is called the power of networking which I'm going to have a networking panel um, and it's on October 28th. So it'll be here at the lounge. And then um, also I would throw in those that need a professional business address. So they need a registered agent, things like that. Things of those natures for their business. Then I'm able to help with that as well. Awesome. 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 Well, girl, you have, gave us all the tea (laughs) of what not to have as a husband so ladies if you're listening take notes take notes okay from this wonderful entrepreneur of what not to have in a husband so that we can find good you know good partners um so miss Rowe, if you do not mind letting the people know where they can find you girl so my name is Rose Strickland on Facebook and Instagram, also under The Visionary Row. And um, my website for my business and everything is Business Lounge Dallas. So it's Business Lounge Dallas on all platforms and including the website is businesslouchedallas.com. Perfect. Well, y'all better go attack her with some love. Okay, go leave lights, comments, all of that. And once again, Ro, thank you so much for coming on the Pretty and Prosperous podcast. Girl, I enjoyed having you on here, girl. We got deep. I'm a person. Yes. But thank you so much again for coming on. And guys, we will catch you on next week's episode. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome.